last time on Out of the Forest. These monsters, intelligently enough, might be going after areas where people might be able to get a hand on their weakness or exploit their weakness easily and clear them out before uh, any resistance can be made. A little bit of theatricality, I think, is uh, what the situation calls for. Okay, so, I mean, do you want me to, like, actually attack you? Or, I mean, do you get... I think if... I don't, I don't have any, um, any alternatives. I think you do need to actually attack me. Uh, hi, sorry, are you Marnie? You hear Iris gasp. Uh, and you follow her eyes and she is staring straight at Iris. And she goes, she, she then looks back at you and just goes, You must be mistaken. Maybe you should go find someone else to bother. And then they also pulled the Ace of Cups, which was a chance to indulge yourself in what makes you truly happy. So Edith's going to head on to those silver mines. Um, you sprinkle it on, and as you channel the magic, the, the silver begins to stretch out and flatten along the, um, the surface of the weapon in, in these intricate angles and runes that just form of themselves as you cast the spell uh, and you gain this pickaxe. Enif comes out of the mine and literally falling from behind a tree is just like flops on the ground, blood splattering everywhere. What, what, what the hell happened to you? We got locked down put back on. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a bunch of memes hoping that they're just the dankest. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris, and I am your GM slash keeper, and I am joined by my players. I'm Evan, and I play Baron. I'm Dominic, and I play Kernunos. I'm Jessica, and I play Enif. And my name is Alistair, and I play Isaac. The sky darkens above Longstream campgrounds. The rain... Forecast for that day, which pitched only about a 30% by most weather sites' suggestion, seems to be coming a bit early. The sky looms heavily, as if frozen in anticipation. The trading post run by Sal is crammed to the brim full of frightened campers and their parents, as well as one Isaac Basque-Monet, who uncertain of what happened to his fake father and friend Kernunos, uh, is trying to figure out what to do next. As Ranger Tom, in the doorframe, receives a phone call and steps outside to handle whatever may be coming his way. Following Ranger Tom, Sal, the proprietor of the shop, squeezes through the crowd and steps outside, pulling out a pack of smokes and walking around the side of the store. Shortly after Sal squeezing through the crowd is a middle-aged woman by the name of Marnie who steps outside and closes the door behind her. There is a brief scuffle heard outside causing many more worried expressions and then Isaac you see Marnie in the window of the door you see her muttering some arcane spell and trace the line of the door and you see with your magic sights a shimmer similar to the barrier that Enif constructed at the wards. You've been locked into this train post. 
as Marnie takes her way deeper into the camp. Kernunos and Enif, you are not doing great yourselves. Enif, you are mostly stable, but uncertain of what to do at the moment as Kernunos steadily bleeds out, leaning against a tree outside of the silver mines, haunted by a deadly murderer. You have two weapons you have prepared for the monster at hand, but without more study, you're not 100% certain if they will do the job. You can only hope that silver embedded pickaxes can murder this werewolf. You are also worried about your companions. Not sure if Baron was taken out by Ranger Tom. Not sure what happened to Isaac after all the panic. And also trying to formulate what to do next and knowing that things are coming to a head. Baron, you have returned to your home and have begun to prepare yourself to decompress and have entirely lost faith in your ability to be a hero. You thought that you had freed yourself of the Dark Master, that you could be more than its intentions, but this adventure, this mystery, has proven you wrong at every turn. You return into your cabin sullen and unconvinced that you can return to your friends. What do you do, Baron? I am going to try and take off some steam. So I'm going to go outside and I'm going to, I'm going to chop some, some wood up on the side of the house. All right. You go back outside and you, you go to your, your wood pile that is ready for you to chop wood. You had gathered a decent amount of firewood as well as other carpentry for, for, for the long winter coming your way. Uh, it gets pretty cold in the Pacific Northwest where Munsdale is located. And so you are more than happy to, to let loose your frustrations in this way. As you chop away at these, these logs and get them stacked up in your firewood pile, you feel a, a, a humming, a, a familiar, almost a voice calling to you from within your cabin. Um, I'm probably going to ignore it and then chop more wood. The, the humming grows stronger as you, you, you chop the wood, uh, uh, calling to you and, and you swear you hear it say your name. Okay. I think after that, the last hit, I'm going to kind of take the ax with me and like kind of slowly head more towards my house. I'm pretty sure that there's like something or someone there. You head towards your house, keeping alert, ready for whatever may be spooking you, as it were. Uh, you head in, and you see um, left in the corner where you left it after the last time you used it, which I don't, I don't even remember when the last time was, it is the sword that Baron came out of the forest with. It is what is humming at you with this familiar energy. Hmm. I think kind of in character, he's very, he's very, very cautious about it. He doesn't really know much about the sword, so he's kind of just like unknowingly, I don't know, he's seen some magical stuff, so this is a little weird. Um, I th think, though, it feels familiar in a way. So he's going to 
get close to the sword and and pick it up. As soon as Baron picks up the the sword, um, he remembers and and Baron, you're you're uncertain of how you could forget this blade was once wielded. It, it, it's not your sword. It was the sword of your. You're not certain if you could call him a friend. You're not certain if back before you shrugged off your master's yoke, you could even have a friend, but they were something similar to a friend, if not one at all. Uh, and as you grab it, you feel their essence still lingering within the blade, and you feel that connection you had with them be reestablished. And you, you are taken back to a time before you could remember. You are just, you are in your wolf form. It, back, back then it was the only form you had. You are standing next to a man, perhaps? It was your friend. He was this, this tall, hulking form, pale in skin, and even paler in hair, uh, drawn back in a top notch, wearing heavy metal armor. He was something like your master. You, you, were, you were like a dog to him, but he considered you alike to a friend, and he is pleading with this, this dark pit before you. Um, you, you. You hear him say, Is... He, he needs... He has ingenuity about him. I see it. He he could be a lot more creative, a lot more helpful. We could work together better if you just loosened his knots. I know he's newly crafted, but you need to trust me on this one. We would have gotten out of that one without detection if it hadn't been for you taking such a tight control over him. Baron, what did you do? Um, I think at this point in the, this is basically like a vision, I'm guessing. Kinda. It is a flashback. You were remembering okay. this as if you had always had it in your memory, but of course you, you had I not. Don't. Yeah. Um, so you're asking what I'm doing, like in the in the vision there? Or yes. Just... What, what did what did you do in this okay. moment of time? Um, I think. Um, I almost imagine that. Um, he's still a little bit feral, so he kind of is just like growling, at kind of whoever this person is talking to. Um, he still sees them as like an enemy basically you feel the darkness in this pit um the one that's whose fury is really all you can remember all that you've known at this point your your time under its influence is is foggy at best and in in the present you are surprised that you can recall this and it it kind of sets you on edge um because it is a little too familiar to just just uh, about an hour ago at this point when you were you were clawing into who is now most likely your best friend um but this this huge hulking 
knight of a person sa- uh, says to the, the, the wordless force that speaks back to him. Don't you see? He's, he's willing to strike out against you right now. Don't you see that keeping him in this violent fugue isn't helping us in our cause? And this was the first time you felt your Dark Master's influence sway. This was the first time that you were, as you now call yourself, Baron. And the knight beside you looks down upon you and gives you a slight smile. And then this vision collapses. Everything goes dark. The, the man fades away and leaves nothing but his sword at his side, which you then grasp and are now back in the present. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I think Baron kind of feels a wave of just like emotions and also like a little bit of exhaustion as he kind of picked up the blade again. So he kind of like falls to his knees a little bit. Um, you, you feel that familiar force in the sword. It, it calms again. Uh, but along with it, it, it calms you and... You don't remember the details, but you remember that alongside that night you saw, you managed to escape the Dark Master's will, and with his help through his remains in this blade, you might just have success at continuing to shrug him off. Okay. I think Baron kind of, like, talks to himself, like... Like he, it's like I can't believe I forgot this. I don't, I don't understand it, but it feels so familiar at the same time. Um, and I think he kind of takes it and kind of uh, will like kind of clip it onto him, like put it on around his shoulder. Um, and then kind of remembers the whole reason he was, why he did, why he does what he does, and now it feels right in his in his heart for why he. Why he's basically like helping get rid of these monsters. Um, so, with that, uh, he will kind of get uh, mainly remembering that his friend is, um, well, probably bleeding somewhere. Um, he's at least going to grab a first aid kit <laughs> that he has on hand. Um, and I think he is going to um, come open the door, like slam open the door with confidence and um, begin his journey um, back to the campsite. All um, right. But this time he is going to feel confident enough to transform back into his wolf form and find that the sword is actually still there kind of with him. And then it almost kind of forms into a shadow and then fades off a little bit. Isaac, you are now locked in South Trading Post. Um, no one is quite sure what happened. There's a few people like trying to open the door and finding it not opening, uh, and and panic is ensuing within this trading post. Fuck. Um, I mean, I, I guess the natural order of things is try the door myself. Um, I know that there's a magical you know, charm or of something on it to keep it shut. I want to see if 
there's anything I can do to remove it. All right, you squeeze through this crowd, and it is very difficult. You're getting jostled in all directions as everyone's panicking. This this thing is literally stuffed to the brim full of people. There There's no room to, to... There's barely room to move through the crowd. Uh, but you eventually get to the door, and y- you jiggle the handle, and it, it the door opens, but it doesn't swing. Like, the, the door the door won't move. The... the, the um, what do you call it? The thing that goes into the door latch? The latch, I guess. Mm-hmm. The latch undoes, but you, you can't move the door. Okay. It's as if someone's, like, holding it shut, or there's, like, a heavy object blocking it from actually swinging or something. It almost feels like, the degree to which it doesn't move almost feels like the door isn't on a hinge. It feels like it's built into the floor. Hmm. That's how that's how stuck it feels. Okay. Um, there's, like, no give whatsoever. And I can see Marnie running off um, through the Yeah, window. you saw Marnie run off. She was seen to be heading deeper into the camp. Uh, up close, um, you, you, as you're kind of like taking a stock outside, you see Tom on the ground knocked out. Fuck. Um, okay, I'm going to turn back to the crowd. I'm going to find um, Bernard. And oh. <laughs> I'm assuming being a younger child and who was already previously anxious that he's probably not having a great time right now. Wait, who's Bernard? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wow, huh? Bernard oh is um, one of the uh, potential um, spellcaster's son. Got it. Okay, um, yeah. Sorry. I was like, who the fuck is Bernard? <laughs> All right. Keep yeah, going. I was kind of surprised that he got brought back up, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you find Bernard, and he is sobbing with his mother, trying to console him as best as she can. Okay. I just want to check in on them and say, hey, it's going to be okay. Um, we're safe in here. The adults are taking care of this. We're going to be fine. Don't worry. Uh, Bernard's mother uh, gives you kind of like a, a weak smile, but like, she, and she's like, thank thank you. Um, and she kind of pats Bernard and says, you hear that? We're, we're, we're safe in here. Okay, Bernard? And uh, he, he does not stop sobbing. But... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, second mission. Go find a corner of this shop where there are no people. Okay. Um, you find a corner of the shop where there are less people. Um, the only reason that there are less people here is because it's a corner where two of the like standees of of, of um, product are kind of intersecting. So you manage to slip, like sk- slide your your skinny form through that crack and into this thing. I think a, a couple of people nearby give you a bit of a weird look, but they're too busy panicking to really mm-hmm. in- inquire about what you're doing. Third order of business. Uh, Iris, I think we need to phase through this wall. Iris um, comes out and, and it's clear that she's been she's been crying. Um, she, she is very worried about all of this. Um, and she, she then gives you a look that and just goes. I, I mean, I can can I do can we do that? I think so. Um, if you put your hands on my shoulders um, and we 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 try to focus on it. I, I think that we can use our powers to get us out of here. Um, and then we can go check on Ranger Tom and then we can go follow Marnie and we'll be able to help everyone who is here. And no one else in this building can do that besides us. So I know it's scary and I know that a lot of stuff has happened, 
Um, but we need to figure out what's going on. And I, and I think we're the only ones in our close proximity who can do that. Iris looks very unsure. And then she seems to like screw her face up into like a, a, a very, very obviously fake mask of confidence and goes, okay, let's do this. And she grabs onto your shoulders and concentrates very hard. And you just suddenly stop feeling the floor under you. And together, you fall back through the corner of the store. There is a terrifying moment where you are within the walls, and then you collapse out the back of the um, the trading post. Fuck yes! Woo! Woo. New move. Incorporeal. <laughs> Um, wow. Okay, we did. It. We did. You didn't, it. Okay. you didn't have to roll for that. Nope. It's a move. I don't think so. At least. I Dang. can move freely through solid objects. Except Damn, for people. Right. It is a monstrous move. It I believe move. that he borrowed. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really Golly. apply to me though. I was like, mm, that doesn't. <laughs> the <matter."> werewolf can <laughs> just go <laughs> 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 Woo! Very applicable here. Um, okay, we're going to uh, try to stay low. Um, not let anyone see us through the windows and as best as we can go check on ranger tom uh so you you keep low and sneak on up to uh the the porch where ranger tom has collapsed um he's already kind of coming to and he he's he's very bleary he's like oh, what what's uh, uh. He, he's not really all there yet oh, yeah okay um I have a phone. Ranger Tom has a walkie. Kernunos has the other end of the walkie. Um, I mean, I, I'll try to call him first on, on my on phone. phone. Yeah, I'll try to call to Kernunos from my phone. Okay. Um, yeah, go in. Uh, two. <laughs> All right. So, Kernunos, your phone yeah. begins to ring, and you look down and, and see that you are going in and out of one bar to zero bars <laughs> very good um i assume you pick up i mean yeah kernus uh picks up after a few rings um and you just hear okay. oh no um <laughs> did did isaac come up on my uh yes you, you do know it's isaac. Yeah. Uh, uh, i'm there are Totally useless. Um, <laughs> I can't see my friend. Hello? Okay. I'm following the master. Uh, I'll, I'll, I can hear a vowel now. Hang up. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> don't, don't hang up on Isaac! Oh fuck it. <laughs> I think he's gonna hang up on there, there, there is a clay. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Great. <laughs> great good talk very good uh okay i i realized that last time you guys did a fail on that you ended up perfectly communicating so i had to fuck it up even worse yeah you, you did a very good job um <laughs> with fucking up that communication okay uh i'm gonna just dart off um after marnie into the woods So, Kernunos and Enith, uh, Kernunos, you just received a very useless call from Isaac, um, and, and you're still not doing too great, um, 
other than that, you guys have not had much time to catch up with your myriad adventures beyond Karninus is dying because Baron went crazy. Was that Isaac? Why'd you hang up on him? Uh, he he wasn't coming through. There wasn't. I I have like a bar of of service. Um, uh, at least we know he's I alive. I couldn't hear what he was saying. Yeah. Um, I guess they evacuated all the campers when Baron attacked the campsite. So he must be with the rest of the campers, I'd imagine. Where did they go? Where did they take them? I, I didn't hear. I was being attacked by Baron. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Your stupid-ass plan. It's being propelled okay. through an um, Well, you're still super injured, so... Um, and Enif's gonna go ahead and try and do a little bit more healing magic since he's, like, dying. Yeah, I think enough time's passed to let that happen. Alright. Um, a whole week's passed. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I think my rule of thumb is just going to be that you can only do stuff uh, for the most part. Like you can only use most moves like once per scene, mm-hmm. and that's just me like the rough rule of thumb for like not letting you just spam healing magics until someone's fully healed. <laughs> Damn, enough roll though. <laughs> What a roll. Yeah, that's a 15 total, I think. Yeah, it's pretty damn good at magic. <laughs> yeah, they're very good at healing magic. That's like the, the best thing they do. Um, for that good of a roll, I'm going to be, again, very kind and let you heal one harm and stabilize Karninos. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because um, that is literally as high as you can roll. So, yeah. It, it could have been oh, one higher. Apparently could have been one higher. Jesus Christ. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, you get plus four to your roll. Yeah, because I have plus uh-huh. three weird, and then I get plus one because I'm a practitioner. Yeah, so Ian, if you, you go back in, and now that um, you, the, the life force that you kind of injected in Karninos has kind of taken hold um, and slowed the bleeding enough for you to kind of get a look at the wounds properly, mm-hmm. uh, you are able to, to close them up enough that you don't think unless he starts taking more hits, uh, they are going to lead to his eventual death anymore. And then Enif uh, reaches into their bag and uh, pulls out just a little citrine and gives it to Cronunos to help aid his... Uh, and give him a little bit more energy, pep him up. He eats it immediately. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. No, he, he doesn't do that. So, I mean, he's already got one, so he might as well eat the second so one. Fucking funny. He, he puts... He, he gives in the mouth. Enif a like. He gives Enif like a knowing smile and a nod, and then puts it in the pocket with the other. He's gonna have a whole pocket full of rocks. Got a pocket full of stones. <laughs> Show me a rock. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I wish you would have eaten it. That would have been so great. Enif's <laughs> face would have been like, "What the fuck." <laughs> <laughs> you did what? Give it back. <laughs> Start like choking him, like, spin it, spin it out, spin it out. Put, put that back where you found it or so help me. It's <laughs> like talking to him like a dog. What do you have? Spit it out. Spit it out. Spit it out. Okay. All right. Um, oh, what the hell Cardunos, are we doing? Um, how, how do you feel? Are you feeling better? Uh, yes, much better. Thank you. Okay. Well, we, um, need to, we need to figure out what to do. Um, we don't know where Baron went. We don't even know if he's safe, and we definitely don't know where they dragged Isaac off to. What, um, what were you doing here, exactly? Oh, I was exploring the silver mines I found out about. The one with the serial killer in it. The what? <laughs> right? Um, was it Jack? J- J- hmm. 
There's a serial killer in the mine, right? There was? Uh, I think that's the song they were singing at the camp. Oh. I did feel a dark presence in there, but it felt felt more spiritual than alive. So uh, well, I did skedaddle out of there very quickly and, and dropped the silver dust that I collected, which is a really darn shame. Uh, After we finish this, I will be back to collect my jar because that is just too rare of an item to let slip by. But I was able to, and you know, if like pulls out the axes that they have, I was able to coat these axes with silver dust. I think the monster, I got this feeling that the monster is um, uh, vulnerable to silver, just like werewolves are. It is Lupin. That makes sense. I'm not sure how much silver, so hopefully these will work, but I was able to magically coat these with silver dust. It's about the best that we have, I'd say. All right, let's um, try to find Isaac, I suppose. Do you know which direction they went? Uh, they'd probably be near the campsite, um, would have gone to shelter, maybe the trading post or another campsite nearby. Okay, let's try it. Um, and, but before we do anything, I think Enif's gonna do a quick, um, kind of like sensitive to see if there's anything in their like direct area just in case, because there's just all sorts of chaos going on. All right, give me that plus weird roll. Crikey. My goodness, that is a 13. Um, all right, so Enif settles down into the meditative stance that they use to, to just kind of ping the psychic environment. Um, and I think what Enif picks up is a very brief phone call. Um, you hear Ranger Tom's voice uh, on the phone with someone whose voice you don't recognize. Uh you hear him say, no, seriously, I, I've, I already got a call from you guys. They're, they're, they're already sending a group. You don't need to send another group of people. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm checking the records, and I just, I don't see anything. Come on, man. You, you, you know you, you, that, that organization is convoluted as fuck. You, you probably just don't have access to those records. It's probably just another department sending it out. I don't know what to tell you. They called me just five minutes ago, told me they already sent someone down here, so you don't have to worry about it. And there's a long pause, and then the, per- uh, the person on the line says, Well, I, I, I'll look into this, but if we find out that there's no group, we're going to send someone there without any warning, and you're just going to have to deal with that. And you hear Ranger Tom says, trust me, you're not going to find anything wrong. The, the problem will already have been dealt with by the time you figure that out. Uh, and then the, the phone call stops and you hear Ranger Tom say, oh, that'll give us at most to the end of the day by the time they actually sort through all those files. And I, hey, what are you doing? And then you hear the sounds of a tussle and a large smack. And then you hear someone hit the ground and then you are broken from your reverie. Who who was the one who took who took all the campers away? Do you remember? Um. No. Again, attacked by Baron. Right. <laughs> I just I I was just trying to feel if there's anything around us, and I heard Tom 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 on the phone, and um, he was speaking about an agency. I'm pretty sure he was talking about Agent Franks's agency, and. But then there was scuffle, and I'm pretty sure someone knocked him out. I, 
I think there's something else in here besides the wolf. Something else that the spellcaster might be out again, causing trouble. Do you want me to go to Tom's cabin? Try to see what's going on? Well, you can't go by yourself. But. Alright. Sure. Well, let's. Hang on tight, I guess. What? Okay. <laughs> Give me that weird roll. <laughs> How weird is it? Uh, Kununus grabs Enif and just rolls backwards into a tree. <laughs> and it is weird, baby. That's an 11. <laughs> oh, no. That is 11. Alright, you slide into the tree uh, and come out on a tree. Hopefully, uh, uh, we, we're going to say we took all our stuff with us. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Defo, probably. 100%. 100%. Uh, you arrive. Um, on the outskirts of the, the, the hill on which his uh, cabin is built. His truck is not uh, present. Huh. Where do you think he went? Damn it. I don't know. Um... Wait. When I was talking to him before, there was somebody else in this cabin. Maybe they know where he went. All right, Kurnunos uh, goes up and throws open the cabin door. Is okay. it even open? <laughs> even knock on the door? You're going to get uh, us arrested again. Breaking and entering. There is an immediate scream as a man uh, sitting on the couch uh, with a book throws the book in panic and just collapses on his back, holding his chest, looking terrified at you, and just goes, What the fuck? Oh, goodness, what are you doing? Edith, like, runs up to, to Cronotus and be like, You can't just open the cabin like that. <laughs> what are you? Yeah, what are you? You're, you're, the, you're the person Tom was being with earlier. Uh, yes, whoa. and I don't remember whoa. your whoa. name, but we need to know where Tom Frank. is. Frank, great! It's nice to meet you. Where's Tom? Yeah, uh, there was reported the the wolf attack. Went to the kick horse. Oh, you can't. okay? Oh, and we. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it just kind of looks at Kernunus like, "What the fuck do we do now?" <laughs> Kernunus looks back at Enif, shrugs, and goes. All right, goodbye, Tom, or goodbye, Frank, <laughs> and walks out the door. <laughs> and he I, I'm thinking that mistake was canon. <laughs> and <laughs> Enif just kind of goes, I'm sorry for interrupting your reading. We'll uh, thank you for letting us know, and then just, like, gingerly closes the cabin door again. <laughs> I'm sure he's okay. <laughs> Baron, you get towards the edge of camp, and you end up uh, near South's trading post a little sooner than you expect. Um, and as you approach, you see uh, Sal uh, around the corner of the the trading post, uh, smoking a cigarette off the edge of the near the men's bathroom. He uh, spots you just as you veer off into the woods. Uh, and he, he gives you a, a curious look, uh, but doesn't seem to, like, scream or raise any kind of alarm as you, as you make your way out of sight again. What do you do? Um, hmm, this is a tricky situation. Um, I think... 
Baron is Yeah. I'm gonna do the smart thing and like not just approach things randomly. Uh I'm gonna change Mac into a human and uh text Enif. Alright, give me that uh two D six minus two. It's a nine. nine. All right. So uh, the message is going to be slightly delayed. Uh, what message do you send to Enif? Hey, Enif. Uh, I'm at the trading post. Where are you guys? And what, what's what's going on? Is Kernunus okay? Have you seen him? He texts the paragraph. Got you, it. You hit the send on this text message, uh, and you see the little uh, line beneath it just saying sending, and like a minute passes, and it's still saying that. Of course. Um, it is not, it's worth mentioning, failed yet, but yeah, it, it hasn't is taking its time. Um, I think he is going to hope that sends. And he's going to wander a bit to try and get better reception. Um, so he's going to kind of snake further along the forest and survey the campgrounds. All right. You uh, kind of move along towards uh, Kit Carson, and you kind of get around the corner, and you can see from where you're standing the, the, the bloodied area in front of the, the cracked tree where you, you assaulted Carninos. There is no one in this campsite. It is empty um completely that there is stuff littering the ground where people just dropped it um you see at least one tent was knocked down in the panic of everyone trying to get to the train post it's one of the ones that are like up against a tree line that separates the camp from the uh parking lot it just toppled over top of the it's it's it, um stuff inside and uh yeah it's pretty empty and i think um just for the sake of narrative expedience, your message then sends. And Enif, what is your response to his text message? So we're still at Tom's cabin. I get the text message. Yeah, you are. You are. Uh, I think heading. Well, actually, you guys are probably. Uh, did you guys teleport or walk to uh, Kit Carson? Is that's where you were headed? Um, I'm pretty sure Kununos probably just immediately took the initiative and teleported, knowing Kununos. Yeah, um, definitely going to teleport. Do you want me to roll again? Oh, yeah, give me that roll to see how that turned out, and then we will uh, continue with Fing- the text message chain. All right, fingers crossed. Mm. Ah, that's that not so good. Fail. That's a five. All right, so something just goes terribly wrong. Experience. Um, so, <laughs> Enif, uh, mm-hmm. we'll tackle exactly what's going on with you in a second, like the, the full details. But Enif, you are um, currently back at the wards. Okay. Like, alone when you receive this text message. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. I'm I'm at the I'm at the wards. Um, have you seen Ranger Tom? Does that go through? Sorry. Yeah, that, that okay. you received that. I'm okay. Um, the, d- the delay was just the fact that you got it after they, they did the okay. teleporting thing. Okay. Um, 
I guess um, I'll say say there. Um, I'll meet you at the the wards, and we can catch up on what's going on. Sounds good. Um, as you send that, out of a tree pops Carninos. <laughs> uh, looking uh, slightly <laughs> bewildered. Uh, <laughs> as usual. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> god. Oh, Carninos. Oh my god. I'm so glad Aaron? you're safe. Damn it, I lost Enif. Um, oh. yeah, I'm I'm all right, but uh, w- what happened there? Uh, a lot of bad stuff that I didn't anticipate. So next time, maybe I shouldn't try to kill you because I might actually kill you. Lessons learned. <laughs> hey, I had to try it once. <laughs> oh, I know what it feels like. <laughs> Can I kill a god? <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> powerful! We've we've got to get your transformation under control, my friend. I I think I think it's better now. I think I know what I have to do, and I think that I can make this work now. I think, right. as if to emphasize that point, as Baron's saying this, the the sword rematerializes in his hand. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Well, I got this too. Well, well. Well, we're in, <laughs> so. Figure we might need All it. Right. Um, shit. All right. We need to do, get a hold of Enif. Do you know where Isaac is? So, Enif. I was just texting Enif. Enif, I think, I guess this makes sense. Uh, so, Enif just texted me. They ended up at the woods, the wards, excuse me. Uh, I think because of the teleportation Isaac no idea have not talked to him in like forever alright um, stay on the line with Enif don't move uh, I'm gonna find Isaac oh, and okay. um, Kernunos just jumps into a tree <laughs> alright All I'll, right. I'll text Enif tell them to st- stay where they are and Kernunos will is searching for Isaac Hey folks, this is Chris, the lonesome shepherd of this herd of cats we call out of the forest, breaking into the middle for a brief message. I just wanted to thank Brandon Boyette for following us on Twitter. Want to stop me from interrupting your listening? Tell your friends and review us on Apple Podcasts so we get so many followers that it's just not reasonable for me to celebrate each one anymore. Nah, just kidding. I'll still celebrate them all even if that did work. As always, you can reach us on Twitter, where we are at the Forestcast and on Gmail at outoftheforestcast at gmail.com. And now, back to the show. Isaac, you have been uh, running, I'd assume, after Marnie? Yes. All right, so you've been running for a while now, 
and you're getting a little short of breath. I don't think Isaac's a particularly athletic sort, from what I understand. No, he is not. You are just barely managing to keep Marnie... uh, The the sounds of Marnie, I think, are what you're following more than (laughs) the sight of her, because you just hear her, like, crunching through the leaves. Are you okay? The sounds of Marnie. (laughs) The sounds of Marnie! (laughs) It's my new band name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm sorry. Um... (laughs) <laughs> repeat your last sentence because I was very much not paying attention. <laughs> you are following more the the echoes of of of, of Marty's footsteps. Yes. <laughs> I tried so hard. Um, then you are actually following the the sight of the, the, uh, your ability to see her because she's she had a bit of a head start on you. Right. Uh, but there's also very few people wandering this area of camp at the moment with most of the people in um, Sal's. You are, like, very low on energy. You're breathing very ragged when Kernunos is suddenly running right alongside of you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um, hey, I'm glad you're alive. I mean, I figured you were alive because you answered my phone call, even though I couldn't understand what you were saying. But um, anyway, uh, Marnie, Marnie, the spellcaster, she's she's running. She's ahead of us. I'm... <sighs> Keep up with her. <laughs> Keep going, keep going, uh, follow Isaac's her. not very athletic. <laughs> Does Isaac point in the direction? Yes, I'm pointing, I'm pointing. Is, he is points Marnie at in the view? direction in particular. <laughs> is Marnie in view? Uh, she is not, but you can ver- fairly readily hear her uh, in the distance. Uh, the sounds I... of Marnie, remember. I don't want to overuse this power, but it's too damn useful at this point. I, I mean, just it, teleport yeah. to where she is. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, you pop up a probably... 60 or 70 yards ahead of where you all are uh you like you would have been able to see her if it weren't for it being the forest um Mm -hmm. and you are just not directly in front of her because you couldn't do that pinpoint but you are within range of her and she she skids to a stop up and just goes it's you again uh and begins channeling magic uh not so fast spellcaster i think you and i need to sit and have a bit of a talk um, and he starts whispering soothing words. Um, as, what, what are you saying? Um, Calm the hell down? I think he's, <laughs> he starts a conversation by saying, uh, I need to know who you are and why you're here and what exactly you're doing. Marnie begins to, 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 to let the, the magic fizzle and fade uh, as, as your, your calming presence washes over her. Uh, and she... What are you... You have... Strong tricks. Trick isn't exactly the right word, but... I understand what you're saying. I'm quite powerful, you're a bit out of your depth here, my friend. I think it's at this point that Isaac catches up, um... Having slowed to us uh, more of a jog... As Karenunas went after her. Uh, and you, you, you come, up, come upon the standoff... The surprisingly calm Marnie with Kernunos uh, basically telling her she's outmatched. Be careful, she knocked out Ranger Tom. Ah. Mar- Marnie shrugs and goes, I mean, that oaf was a little easier to handle than whatever you are. I should say so. And um, Kernunos pulls out his. Thornvine whip, 
and wraps Marnie in it. Okay, uh, give me an act under pressure. Uh, I'll hmm. give you a plus one because you are keeping her calm while you're doing this. Uh, that is cool, yes? Yep, cool, and you See, can take a plus one. I was thinking kick some ass because I was literally going to incapacitate her. Oh, but... okay, if you're trying to, to actually hurt her, yeah, go and kick some ass, get taking plus one because she's it's, calmed. It's more of like a, a cop tackle where I then wrap her arms, you know? All right, yeah, I mean, go ahead, kick some ass then. I believe in you. That's an eight. That is an eight. Um, you go and and wrap her up, and she goes ahead and just gives you a swift punch in the gut, uh, which knocks the wind out of you but does zero harm. Um, you manage to to uh, whip at her, slicing her skin pretty badly, and she sort of manages to slip out of it. Um, how much harm does your uh, uh, razor whip? Three harm, hand, area, messy, holy. Yep. Holy. Um, I, I think I think Holy. you actually end up having to back out of the area as this whip kind of gets out of control as, as <laughs> Marnie's like trying to slap it out of the way. I'll take mm-hmm. cover. Um, M- Marnie looks at Kernunos and the whip. Um, Gives a Pikachu surprise Pikachu <laughs> face. Uh, In real and time. <laughs> she. I think begins to channel another spell. Uh, I'm in- assuming this involves incantation and hand waving. Yes. Uh, no, thank you. He attacks again. All right, give me that. Uh, that that second kick some ass. Kick a second ass. It's worse than oh, before. No. What you get? I can try to help out to bring it up to at least a seven. It's a six. You sure can. How does Isaac do that? Um, I'm physically exhausted. Iris, do you think you can help? <laughs> Iris, grab uh, her. Iris, grab her. All right, uh, Iris. Uh, you you ask Iris to try and um, uh, harass Marnie a bit. <laughs> yes. Um, go ahead and Iris give me that help out. Iris is floating, telling her like, "You look fat in that dress." <laughs> Whoa, hey, <laughs> Iris wouldn't Iris be that, that rude. rude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's established that Marnie can see her. Oh, okay. Um, she's probably yeah, sure. like physically yeah. blocking her, like just like okay. like body blocking. <laughs> Um, yeah, what is... help out roll. I think that's cool. cool. Uh, it's an eight. Hooray! <laughs> an eight. All right, so you open yourself up to some dangers. So here's what happens. You send uh, Iris out to, to harass Marnie, and Iris kind of just like goes, Ooh, ghost! Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and Marnie turns to, the, to Iris and let's loose the spell she was channeling um and you see iris just freeze and you see a a pentagram appear on the ground and iris is just slammed into that pentagram and just is frozen within it uh and then the whip comes and just just brutalizes marnie as marnie tosses an ice missile at carnunos um for two harm against Carnunos, and she falls to the ground, bleeding very badly. Okay. We did it. Victory sound. <laughs> Iris, are you okay? She does not respond. God damn it. Um, I'm gonna run over and try to, I don't know, can I interfere with the the symbols? Like, can I mess, are they in the dirt or something, or is it magic? They aren't like properly existent they are like yeah. magical 
energies. Um, uh, she essentially used magic to trap a specific person, minion, or monster, and was going to use that on Kernunos. Uh, so, one thing that I do want to mention real quick, um, Kernunos can't see, um, uh, Iris? Iris? Iris. Wow, sorry. Kernunos can't see Iris, right? No. Okay. Um, so he says, uh, Isaac, what's wrong? Uh, she's trapped, um... Marnie, Marnie used magic uh, and trapped her in this pentagram. Is the pentagram visible? Uh, yeah, we'll say that there's just like a floating pentagram uh, for, for seemingly no reason for Kernunos. All right. I would like Kernunos to... Uh, and Marnie is on the ground bleeding. She is bleeding out. You have done six harm to her. Most humans can take seven. Okay. Uh, he's going to go to the pentagram... Um, put his hand on the ground and just smudge it out and use magic to banish a curse from a person, object, or place. Okay. I mean, you can't actually smudge it out because, again, it's just energies, but you can try and, like, I'm just, rip, that's it, my, rip it apart. That's my, my yeah. vision. That's fair. You, you, Don't you mess ma- with my vision, Chris. You magically smudge it out in the air. Um, can right, I? Well, give, me, give me that use Can magic. I, though? It's a nine. A nine. So what's your glitch? Uh, hmm. Ooh. Problematic side effect, maybe? Um, can I propose that it, like, incapacitates his right hand for an unspecified period of time? I was actually going to do something similar to that, yeah. Um, so you, you go to smudge it, and then this uh, this binding uh, pentagram uh, just kind of explodes outwards for a second and then moves and just latches onto your arm um, and then kind of shrinks back down, and you feel your hand <clears throat> just become much more difficult to move around. And that is going to be a negative one forward to whatever next thing you try to do. Gotcha. Already. Um, but I- Iris, Iris is loosened a bit, um, and y- you see her begin to move again. She is no longer static. She goes, "What? What? What? What happened?" It's it's okay. Um, you got trapped by magic, but you're fine. Kanunos helped. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I d- yeah. Do we? And she, he looks down at Marnie and goes, "Oh, she's not." Yeah, no, we we probably don't want her to uh, bleed out. Um, I mean, she's she is a person. She messed with my magic. Let her die. <laughs> no, <laughs> Enif, no. You're not even here. <laughs> With their voice, was, like, oh man. Fernandez, <clears throat> um, she might have information. I mean. She was trying to mess up the wards. We can't just let her bleed out. Um. Okay. Uh. Hmm. Can I attempt to stabilize her? So I have lay on hands. I can do that. However, I have a negative one forward. <laughs> I mean, um, she could just die. Uh. Yeah, it would kill her if I messed it up. Sim. Similarly, if I tried to teleport her, I have a negative one, and I could just drop her randomly somewhere in the woods. And then she <laughs> dies because no one's there. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. Can I... I think I could try to... I could try to heal her. I haven't done it before, but I think with Iris's help, um, we might be able to at least bring her back a little bit from the brink of death. All right. Any any way I can help? If I roll badly enough, maybe. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm just 
intending to use literally just use magic to heal one harm for an injury. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe that'll right. do some good. Go ahead and give me that uh, use magic roll. And that is weird, correct? Yep. Isaac's first actual use magic roll. Yeah, come on. Don't fail me now. It's a 12! Yay! Hey, All right. So Isaac, uh, you lean over Marnie, and I think Iris like puts her hands within yours, and they begin to glow with this soft blue light. Uh, Kenanunas actually can see the soft blue light. Uh, that shimmers over Marnie's wounds, and it doesn't really stitch them back together at all, but the, the bleeding does noticeably slow. Uh, Kuninus so... crosses his arms, smiles, and gives, like, a dadly nod. <laughs> like, well, well done, son. I learned this, I so Which I think is ironic, since Kuninus, like, has killed so many people. <laughs> yeah. I've killed... Uh, person. What are you talking about? No, hold on. Two people. <laughs> to be fair, you did kill that first person by trying to heal someone, so... Yeah, that's why I didn't do it again. Is it, anyway. Is, yeah, is, what, what now? Is Marnie, um, conscious? She is, like, seems to be focused on not dying. She's, like, breathing <clears throat> raggedly. Uh, and it, she's conscious, but not really lucid at the moment. I would like to pick through her pockets. What is it with you people and just going through people's things? We've I want to see too if she has, RPG, like, like video games. No <laughs> I want to see if she has, like, occult items or any information. Anything I can use to help, like, understand what is going on here. Uh, I think you you go through her things... Uh, and you find a variety of things that, like, you'd expect to find on Enif, uh, like herbs and uh, uh, unguents. That's a fun word to say. Um, and just a number of different, um, like, reagents for, uh, did I you say that word? Mm-hmm. Reagents yeah, for, uh, for, for spells, um, as well as a, a, um, you eventually, after searching through her enough, you find a small card marked with a strange symbol that you don't recognize um, that is written in what appears to be some sort of coded language. You, you can't understand what's saying. It's a lot of... Um, it's English, but it's like none of the words make any grammatical sense. It's a cipher. Okay. Um, Indeed. And, and on the front, it has a symbol that looks very akin to a, a elongated star with the... the Points pointing up, much more defined, and three dots over the top. <clears throat> I'll we'll pocket that. And uh, yeah, Marnie, Marnie is not uh, like properly aware of what's happening around her enough to to stop you. Chris, yes. would you consider Marnie potentially a minion? I I think she would qualify as a minion. Yes. I would like to attempt to tune in to her mind since she's kind of physically not going to be able to answer any questions. All right. Yeah. So you, you, you try as Kernunos does in a physical search to kind of reach out spiritually to Marnie, um, touching into that, that sort of darkness, uh, that you, you do when you tune in, uh, go and give me that plus weird roll. Another 12. <laughs> Another twelve. So you get to ask many questions. Many all questions. the questions. I don't. All the I questions. Don't know how many it is. All <laughs> the phrase. The phrasing of that was very unsettling. Uh, something very about the way good. that you said that made me uncomfortable. Hold, hold three. 
Yeah, I get to ask three of the uh, five questions. Um, and this has to be about the, the monster, correct? I can't ask it about her, about the minion. It, they actually have to be about her, since you're oh. attuning to her. Well, that's perfect. Okay. When, it's, when it says What's the creature, your favorite color? This, <laughs> it's, your favorite. it's not on the list, Enif. Um, Dude, you have a crush on. <laughs> I'm going to ask. What you thinking about? What you thinking about? Um, who are, who are, who were, who are you going to attack next? Uh, so who are you, who is it going to attack next? Um, it was, it's, it's intending to attack Kernunos if it gets the chance. What are you planning to do right now? Um, the plan was to escape and essentially, um, begin to to te- uh tear down the wards again as as she she had already begun the process earlier. I'm so mad that why is not on that question list. Um <laughs> who does it regard as the biggest threat? Uh definitely Kernunus at this point. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you you delve into uh its mind using Iris as the tether uh, her mind. I, I, it's just saw the language on the the mover. It mm-hmm. um, and and you you begin pulling these thoughts, and and a lot of them are pretty scrambled uh, and very focused on the matter at hand, which is Kernunos is dangerous and in the way, and trying to to do something to get away from him, whether it's attacking him or what, um, and get get away as quickly as possible. But clearly, most of those are are scrambled and not to tune with the fact that she is too injured to follow through on them. Yeah. Uh, and then Iris snaps back into her proper spiritual form, uh, looking once again strained, but 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 gives you like a a, a kind of like proud of herself smile uh, for for all the things you've done at this moment. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, well, we've stopped her. Do you guys involve the other two players no. yet? <laughs> yes. Yeah, this, is our, this is our game. Isaac's now. like, I'm always in the background. <laughs> like, it's my it's game. It's my time now. to shine. I, th- I think it's my time. I think, yeah, we, we probably have to text them at this point. We have her incapacitated. We knew she was going to go tear the wards down again, but obviously she can't do that right now. I think we need to get everyone back on the same page. I think right, in the so meantime, you... we, we had probably tried to. I think we gave up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so here's the situation again: narrative expedience and all of that. Um, you send out this message and have a short conversation about a rendezvous point. And I think you decide, in order to not exacerbate Marnie's wounds too much, agree on a campsite as close to where Marnie has dropped as possible, just to have a easy point of reference. Uh, and you agree to meet up at Jim Bridger. Um, a campsite fairly central of camp. Um, and uh, once that message is sent, everyone begins moving there. And then there's going to be a short transition. Also, sorry, also while they were wait, were waiting, Enif totally checked on the wards because they never found out if they were done or not and see that they're done and they're like, okay, great, check mark that. <laughs> Kanunus and uh, Isaac, obviously you arrived at Jim Bridger first. I think you guys were probably somewhere between Esther Short and Lucy and Clark, like off to in the distance from the Ranger's Cabin, just in the middle of the woods. 
and made it over to Jim Bridger. Um, you, you've laid Marnie out on a, one of the picnic tables there. Um, you actually had to dodge a, a small patrol of people from Davy Crockett on your way over there. Because um, they, are, they are still up, out and about. Um, oh, my God. Maybe ten minutes or so afterwards, we'll say, uh, Enith and Baron arrive. Not at the exact same time, but very shortly one after the other. Uh, and you are now all in the same location. So this is the spell. Baron, I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. Isaac, yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. Ages. Yes, this is the spellcaster. Having like three conversations. <laughs> Enif gives Isaac a nice hug and is like, I'm really happy you're safe. Me too. Uh, that I'm safe. Also that you're safe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm safe. <laughs> no one else matters in this game anymore. <laughs> I think it's also worth mentioning that I'm sure between walking, between the whole thing with Marnie and then walking over to Jim Bridger, um, Isaac probably would have been like, so you were attacked by a wolf. What happened? Are you okay? Oh, it was barren. Oh, it was your plan. Oh, okay. I feel much better. I no longer need to panic and worry about, okay, we're good. That would have all been <laughs> I feel resolved. a little bad about turtling you both in the <laughs> yeah. tree. Yeah. Let's say, what about, what about the part where we flew? Yeah, well, sorry about that part because I was panicked. I didn't know what was going on. You didn't alert me. Oh, yeah. You're trying to kill um, each other. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't that's real. Like, that's that's like when Enif um, meets up with, with Baron again, they're going to like smack him lightly on the arm and be like, what kind of stupid ass plan was that? <laughs> All right. It was Cruz's idea, but I admit it sounded good at the time. <laughs> it was It was not. It was, I had learned. a terrible outcome. Don't do that again. I mean, it did reinstate the lockdown. They literally locked everyone into Sal's trading post. They what? Um, they locked us in. There's like 50 people in there. I'm sure that's Who over the fire capacity. Who locked you in? Marnie. Oh, okay. Oh. I was about to say, okay. that's a terrible way to take care of children. <laughs> As you look at the uh, spellcaster referenced, Enif, you find that you recognize this woman. Mm. Okay. She was, her. she did not go by Marnie back when you knew her, um, but she is, probably still, a member of the cult that Enif was part of. How, how well did I know her? Like, that is up to you to decide. I, I, I don't know how close Enif was with any of, of their uh, cultist kins. Uh, they did, uh, I'm sorry. Marnie did specialize in very similar magic, mm-hmm. so Enif probably at least had a passing awareness, if not being closer than that. Yeah, because I'm gonna say before the whole like, which we discussed already, but before the whole yeah. changeover, um, they were all in and they were like, all, like all committed, and then it was like this weird like, oh no, this isn't good. <laughs> so, hmm. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Enif actually knew them pretty well. Um, their name, uh, again, her name probably is still, uh, Marnie's actual name is probably Mariner. Mariner, okay. And they, uh, I think she probably joined a a little bit before Enif and, and probably even showed Enif some of the, the beginner techniques that they learned when they were first learning spell casting. Let me write this down. Sorry. Yep. You are sorry. I know. Are you fucking sorry? <laughs> Are you fucking sorry? 
Yeah, you you recognize Mariner or Marnie as she's been calling herself. So okay. it looks like you guys uh, caught that spell gas. Yeah. Yes. Um, we caught up to her, and I beat her pretty badly in a fight. Well, at least she's out of the situation, I guess. Now I have to just focus on that wolf thing. She had this on her, and he pulls out the card with the star. Does this mean anything to anyone? Enif just kind of silently takes it and just looks at it. I think Baron kind of looks over their shoulder and is like, uh, I don't think. I Wait, Chris, does um, is Enif able to decode it? Yes, I think this is a a fairly like the main code, uh, and I'm sure the cult uses many, but like this is the main code that they use to communicate with like their agents that did any kind of field work. Um, mm-hmm. So Enif pretty easily recognizes the the code, as well as obviously recognizing the symbol on the the back of it as the the symbol of your cult. Um, the the card itself uh, basically reads. Um, Need to make a new breach, destroy the ward, let a, a new monster in, keep anyone from interfering. And Edith, like, just kind of sighs and is just like, I was worried this would happen. What would happen? I, I, I know her. Now that I can see her face better. Who is she? I, the... Well, before, I don't know what she goes by now, but I knew her as Mariner. And, uh, we both learned magic from the same people. But... They don't... They don't practice good magic anymore. They, they used to practice good magic, but... Something, something changed... And and then they started turning to the dark arts, and I just I couldn't do it anymore after that. But Mariner stayed. There was a lot of people that stayed. I don't get it. And this card—it's a code that we used to use. Um, I guess they still use it. Thought they probably would have changed it, but uh, she was trying to restore the wards. They're trying to let ma- they're trying to let monsters back in. For why, I'm not really sure yet. Wait, she's part of the cult that you were in? The ones that got my attention to this town in the first place? Wait, what? You Because <laughs> I don't think Enif knows oh, that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Enif did uh, that by accident. <laughs> I, don't I, didn't... Even, I don't even know if Baron knows any of this either. I think we're all kind of discovering things. <laughs> Yeah, Baron. We're learning new things about ourselves. Baron technically helped Enif escape the cult, but was on a rampage at the time, so Pride does not recall it. Mm-mm. Yep, correctamundo. And Isaac, this Wait, is the first Kronos... Isaac hearing any mention of any cult. Isaac <laughs> doesn't know a damn thing about cults. Cornutus, you, you knew about the cult? Yes, of course. Um, your cult's the, or your old cult, I should say, is the reason that. We drew attention to this town in the first place. Hmm. Their meddling is what had my pantheon send me down. So 
So there's humans that are helping this too? It's not what I expected. I don't understand why they changed. We, I mean, we practiced, we practiced healing magic. We practiced, we were trying to, I mean, we didn't always help people, but the magic we did was, it wasn't dark magic. And suddenly they just, it was this weird switch. And all of a sudden the magic they practiced was darker and darker and they were doing blood rituals and it just became too much for me. But if she's here, that means that they might send more. Hmm. I think we need to wrap the, up what we're doing here quick, then. This call is going to be a problem. If that's the case, then these woods are in trouble, regardless of whether we can get rid of this wolf creature. I saw, I saw that uh, the other part of the ward was put back up. Who did that? Oh, yeah, that was me. Oh. Um, were you able to secure it safely, or...? Mm, I did the best I could. Um, it's possible that it could easily be taken down. I only had a few supplies to put them up with. So, it should be holding for the time being. I haven't checked it since, though. This may sound silly, but we might need to put some form of defense around the wards. That's the strongest defense we have. And if they keep trying to use magic against it, this will be a never-ending battle with us. So we need to secure those wards and make sure that at least it's harder for them to take down. I'm sure we okay. can just, yeah, put up, you know, infinite rings of wards. Um... <laughs> to protect <laughs> a word for the word, <laughs> a word for the word to protect the the original ones, but I guess as long as there's a group that is actively trying to let monsters into the town, I mean, if if that's their purpose, if that's what they're trying to do, I don't know if that would stop them. Do you think that we have to investigate the the cult more? I don't know what your relationship with them no. is like. I absolutely refuse to get more involved with them again. I escaped their influence before, and I was trying to avoid them. And I guess I could only avoid them for so long before I met up with them again. But they are extremely persistent, and I, I definitely don't want you tangled up in them. They're trying to hurt people. They're trying to let creatures in let this wolf into a campsite with kids. That's true. It's a terrible thing to do and we'll figure it out. But I, for right now, I don't, I don't want us getting any closer to them than we need to. We'll have to deal without it another time. Anyway, um, we've got this wolf to take care of. Ian, if you've got uh, some tools for the job, Right, but only you, me, and Isaac can handle him. I don't necessarily want to give it to Baron, since that will also, they will also hurt him. What you got? I was able to go into the silver mines and uh, infuse some silver powder into these axes I found. Oh. So don't touch them. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and Enif uh, gives one to Kurnunos. Yep, I am uh, 
hands off on that one for sure. And I think it'll kind of just materialize the sword one more time and be like, I think I'm going to use this instead if you guys don't mind. Ooh, a sword. Oh, nice. Very cool. Um, Very legal. <laughs> uh, out of, out of, um, off topic, Evan, how powerful is your sword? Two harm? Uh, anything special about it or is it just a regular sword? I think it's technically just a regular sword. I don't know if we're going to. Yeah, it's, it is it. technically a regular sword. Uh, you know what? Um, I think in exchange for uh, Baron decided to take the the what I need when I need it move from uh, the divine for his power up and apply it specifically to just the sword. So since that's mm-hmm. actually a weaker version of that move, I think I will give you the trade off of making that have the magic tag. Neat. Yeah, because I was gonna upgrade it if I could <laughs> with magic. See if I can help him out. But, all right. Well, do we know which direction this creature even went in? Has anyone seen it? Uh, uh, the last time I saw it, it was looking like it wanted to hide, but that was yesterday, I think. Hmm. We may have to track it down. Um, I don't think we have much time. I don't know if the campers are going to get out once they realize that. What's... Uh, What's uh, Marnie slash Mariner doing right now? Is she just, like, passed out? She is haggard breathing. Just I, I think she took an additional harm on her way back over here and is back up to six harm out of seven. So she is just steadily bleeding out on the table. Okay. We should stop her from dying, right? Yeah, Enif wouldn't let her die. Um, yeah, Enif's going to uh, do some healing magic on her. Uh, I think as uh, going into that most weird role. But why though? Because some I people her... don't like killing humans. There's that in character, but why? Inevitably, definitely would not. I mean, Kununus doesn't say, but why? But does give like a confused, like, huh? <laughs> Listen, in this situation, Jessica would let her die. Enif would not. So, because Enif is a much better person. Oh, wait. Is that your weird role there? <laughs> that eight? That's my weird role, All yeah. All right, so what's your glitch? I'm going to say has a problematic side effect. All right. So you uh, begin to to heal um, Mariner slash Marnie. Well, I'll stick with Mariner. You begin to heal Mariner. Uh, and as the, the wound begins to close, um, you very abruptly, you see the, the, um, the wound begin to become infected very rapidly. So she is a little further from death, but if proper uh, first aid isn't applied, it will become an infection and possibly kill her anyway. Fun. Um, God damn it. Isaac, you said you, you had a thing. You almost to my magic earlier. We should... Okay. We could call um, Ranger Tom if he's awake now. Maybe he has uh, first aid. Ah, uh, fuck. Ranger Tom. Um, Kurnunus pulls out the walkie and tries to, to hail Ranger Tom. Hail Ranger Tom. Uh, Alright, what do you say? All hail! <laughs> All hail Ranger Tom. Um, Ranger, are you there? After a delay, um, you hear the, the voice of Ranger Tom just go, uh, yeah, This is Ranger Tom. How can I help you? How are you feeling, my friend? Not great. <laughs> Also, the agency is probably going to be here by the end of the day. 
Welcome. I did save the children's lives. Um, Alright, we captured the person that knocked you out, and uh, well, she needs help, or she will die. Do you have first aid materials? Uh, there's another pause and goes, You can go ahead and let her die. I've got a feeling that she's got something to do with this whole situation. I don't really care whether she lives or dies. I think we should be focused a bit more on the wolf before the agency comes and fucks up some kids. That's that's what I said, but... <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I'm with you. Uh, do you know, by chance, where the wolf is? Have you heard anything? I have not. I've been too busy handling the cleanup after your big mess that you caused. For what it's worth... My blood will disappear in a few days. There's there's no <laughs> response to that. I think uh, Ranger Tom just does not say anything <laughs> to that. All right. Um, I'm with Tom on this one. We need to take care of that wolf now. Is, is Mariner, like, conscious at all? Uh, I think she has long since slipped out of consciousness. Okay. Just from the general pain and bleeding out of it all. I want to talk to her. Um, Slap her awake. Wake up, bitch. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, did none of you bring first aid? I did. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> Why didn't you mention it earlier? Because I just remembered. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um... Yeah, here, I'll pull out the, uh, the first aid kit that I have and kind of throw it on the table. Okay. Enif's gonna use it to make sure that the Mariner doesn't die. Um, as you begin to uh, apply the first aid, um, Isaac, I think Iris says, were, were you thinking about maybe reaching out and trying to find where the monster is? Yeah, I was thinking if we did it earlier, we can do it again. Um, especially now if we need to find it. I think, yeah, it sounds like things are getting pretty time pertinent. So let's, uh... That's a hint from the No, keeper. I was just waiting for y'all to stop <laughs> talking. Up, guys. Are you, are, you thinking, are you thinking to do this? And I was just like, I'm thinking pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me that plus weird roll. Let's, yep. uh, let's find a, a dramatic end I'm here. It's late. Waiting. Nine. All right, on a nine, I believe you get to ask one question. I'm going to ask. Iris stretches out to, to connect with the darkness of the monster. Where is that creature right now? Uh, you reach out to the monster and you sense it uh, deep in in darkness, um, and it is off in the forest, essentially between here and the silver mines, hiding in a in a small cave, um, or not even a cave, like a, a small um, cavern, I guess, beneath a a tree's roots. Um, and as you reach out to it, you see all of its eyes open and searching. I found it. <laughs>